This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies offering to help taxpayers only if they owe over $10,000. Here at Platinum Tax Defenders, we're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and we're proud to be one of the only tax firms in the country who understands that people who owe less than $10,000 need help just as badly. The IRS doesn't care how much money you owe. They'll still garnish your wages and even seize your assets. So whether you owe just a few thousand dollars or hundreds of thousands, call now for your free tax consultation. If you qualify, we may even be able to reduce your tax debt down to a small fraction of what you owe. So don't wait until the IRS seizes your property and garnishes your wages. Call 800-579-4967 and get your tax problem resolved once and for all. That number again is Seven two seven Beck. It is Pat, Stu, Jeffy yeah. over there. <laughs> Whatever. I'm right here. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I didn't, wasn't feeling good. I didn't. Just no, make okay. noise. I apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, both Stu and I are recovering from illness, Jeffy, and so we make these ugh, ugh, noises. Yeah. When we talk about you, I didn't realize uh, that you were uh, mm-hmm. you were sick as well. Well, you know, I was sick. Uh, it was a while I'm ago. Still, it was a while ago, but I'm still recovering. It takes a while, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it takes you, a while. Sometimes athletes will like break. You know, Derek Carr broke his fibula. Yeah. Of, and uh, he's gonna be out. He was out, you know, the rest of the year, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be a long recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of like what you. this is. That's kind of like yeah, you. Yeah, it's a long recovery. Mm-hmm. So well, every time I think about you, Jeffy, ugh, I still, ugh. I still feel poorly. Uh, I, I don't you, know. Did what. you hear that? Mm-hmm. I, did, I did as well. Yeah, you know, that's weird. That's weird. Plus, when I think about how nice I was to you last ugh, last week, it just makes me yeah. ill. I saw how a headline. Nice. I saw a headline on the Blaze that said something to the effect of, uh, "Pat Gray goes easy on Jeff Fisher while Stu Brigier recuperates," <laughs> which I was. I mean, that is that's. A, I mean, it's I, quite a controversy. It's out there now. You, you have to, to answer it. for it. You hate to see it. Worthy uh, of a breaking headline now. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, Jared Kushner is going to be a uh, White House senior advisor. Um, now, of course, if he was not an official White House senior advisor, he would still be a, an advisor. So it really, I, everyone's getting all worked up about this because there are apparently nepotism laws that would technically prevent 
Kushner in many roles. Mm. Um, the Trump administration's argument... Uh, that felt really weird coming off the tongue. I gotta say it. Uh, the Trump administration's... Uh, uh, <laughs> argument is that uh, for a senior advisor, uh, you don't need... Those laws don't apply to the senior advisor. They're gonna have a little bit of a battle about that. Um, I, I would expect Trump to win that. It's not a, you know, it's it's an out, it's not even a cabinet level role. Mm-hmm. It's just some, hey, this guy's gonna talk to me a lot about the things I'm doing. I mean, okay, uh, you know, it's an important role, but it's not a role that you could prevent a family member from participating in. Well, this goes back to the Kennedy administration where he put what, Bobby Kennedy as the head of the FDA or EPA <laughs> or something like that, so they tried to ban it. Um, mm-hmm. In the future, so you're not just like naming your kids. He to was all attorney the rules. general. Attorney general, that's right. It's not mm-hmm. that I can even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I maybe you had a dual <laughs> role in the administration. I wasn't quite sure possible. there for attorney a second. general. Thank you, Pat. But yes. Um, um, it, so, it, it, you know, it's a role that we all know first ladies have. It, does anybody doubt that first ladies advise the president on many point. things? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of a silly I mean, controversy, but I, they're going to use every step they can to try trust to the them. guy, and I don't necessarily like the guy. This Kushner guy seems really liberal to me. Yeah, um, I think he's a smart guy, but he's, he's very probably liberal. smart, but he's he's liberal. They're registered Democrats or independents. I, I don't know, but they're not Republicans and they're not conservatives, and so I'm leery of it. I don't think it's a great idea, but there's nothing that can prevent it. I don't think. Yeah, they're going to try to do it legally, but I mean, what would be the result of that? He would. They would talk about it at dinner. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What, like he's got to. He'll do it anyway. He's going to email just, him anyway. It's just not going to be official. Deny. It would just not be an official role. Yeah. And of course, what comes along with him being a special advisor is he has to divest his business interests. So you'd think there'd actually be an interest in making mm. this happen. Um, uh, it's actually a good thing for people who might be concerned. Uh, by the way, Kushner's like you know, uh, De Blasio's favorite guy. Like, this is a, as you point out, a a, a left wing mm. guy. Uh, a liberal. He's been running a liberal um, wow. website for a long time, The Observer, um, which uh, mis- magically just endorsed Donald Trump, which is weird. Wow. Uh, really? This really liberal huh. That's uh, kind of a coincidence, uh, uh, publication um, wound up endorsing Donald Trump, which was one of the only publications in America that, uh, that wound up doing that. Um, Coincidental. And, and for it to be a New York liberal institution, which was, str- huh. was, a, was a tad strange, as yeah. some of their writers sort of noted at the time, um, but, you know, look, it's just, it, it, you know, what's he going to do? I mean, the bottom line is, uh, I got the reputation of my magazine, but, uh, or I can endorse my wife's dad. <laughs> I'm going to go with the wife's dad thing, because that's the yeah. one that's going to make my life miserable if I don't do it. I got a hot wife, and I want her to stick around. Yeah. So I'm going with her dad. <laughs> I really think, to a large extent, that's how this started. I think so, too. Um, and now it's turned into something, I think, where Kushner is very well educated on matters uh, that he has to deal with. Trump had some gaps to fill in, uh-huh. and they were filled in with Ivanka and Jared Kushner's understanding of the world. It doesn't seem like a necessarily a good thing if you're a conservative. No. However, I, they at least have a handle on these things. Mm. I mean, they, you know, this is their world. So, um, and, you know, it's going to happen anyway. So, uh, look, we'll see what the results are going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the Rand Paul thing, though. Um, Rand Paul has uh, released a budget. Um, and uh, it's going to balance itself within, was it five years or ten years? Five, five. Five years. Yeah, really fast. Now, Rand Paul was doing this sort of thing when he first got into the Senate. And I loved him for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was a, there was a gap. 
uh, there's some some hazy memories uh, <laughs> of, uh, but uh, generally speaking, Rand Paul's great on spending, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I like the fact that he's pushing Republicans up Republicans up against the wall here because it's it's easy to pass something that says, well, we're going to increase the budget a little bit less than Barack Obama did, right? Um, and we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot more, but we're you know, we're going to lower taxes a little bit. They increased the budget uh, at a, about a 7% yearly clip, and we're only going to do 6.79%. Right. This is a, <laughs> That's usually what we get. Right. So uh, The other side of this is, is a legit effort by Rand Paul. Yeah, uh, where he says five years we balance the budget. Um, That'd be great. He gave me, we should. I mean, he'd be interesting to have on either on this show or on radio. Yeah, he would. He, um, because yeah. I would like him to explain exactly what he wants to do, where the pitfalls, where we're going to hear that all the children are starving. Uh, you know, give us a heads up. He gave a 20-minute presentation um, about. Uh, he said it was not a budget, but as the vehicle to repeal Obamacare. I mean, it has to go through the budget process, so it technically is a budget. Um, he, uh, he said uh, he w- the budget was simple. He freezes spending on the budget. He said uh, doing so will cause the balance of the budget itself over, or b- a budget to balance itself over five years. And this is true. You don't really have to make extreme cuts um, to balance the budget. You just need to not spend more. Yeah. And by the way, if we're going to save the country, um, that's a really good place to start by balancing the budget because the debt is going to be so large eventually that it, it, we're going to collapse uh, uh, because of the weight of it. And, and that's, just, that's just a fact. And it's just a matter of how much money you print to try to prop us up in the meantime. So far, it's $4 trillion. It could be $40 trillion before it collapses. I, I don't know. I doubt it. But eventually, somewhere along the line, the house of cards comes down because that's what we're built on right now. So... If you balance the budget within five years, you got at least you, you're giving yourself a chance. We're, we're giving ourselves a chance. Yeah, to, now that's not going to stop the, the it, deficit. It's, it's not no. going to get rid of the deficit. No. We're still going to have $20 trillion in debt if yes. we were to do this. However, we wouldn't be adding to it with exception. Right. It, we, we wouldn't be adding to it. Uh, we would still be paying interest on all that money, which, which is a lot. Um, but at least we wouldn't be making it worse. And we can go from there. Yeah. You know, if you can do this, a spending freeze. Stop for, the hemorrhaging first. Right, for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're going to balance the budget. You do it for mm-hmm. another five years, you're going to start knocking down um, uh, other, other you'll, you'll have enough revenue to start knocking down the interest payments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do it for another five years, uh, then you're really getting somewhere. I mean, you're the right. point where you are paying down the deficit uh, in large part. There's nothing, there's nothing to say that you can't have any deficits. But when you're coming to uh, you know, a, mul- a multiple of your, the size of your economy as your deficit, it's a tad problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rand Paul, you know, a few others are the only ones who actually seem to take this seriously. Even a lot of good conservatives will do things like, well, we need to cut this program and this program that I don't like. I'm all for cutting those programs that I don't uh, like as, as well. You know, you want to you cut the funding of the EPA? I'm uh, fine with cutting the funding of the EPA. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you want to cut the, you know, several different departments you can cut down. But that's not going to get you there. You need to do something like this, mm-hmm. where you say to uh, uh, an or, you know, you go to say to the EPA, hey, EPA, we don't agree with you on everything. We're going to still do some things within your organization, but you have the same amount of money you had last year. So prioritize. Take the thing that is the crappiest in your organization and get rid of that and pay for something that's higher priority. They'll have a cow, but so what? But, you know, so what? So what? Um, you should be do able to anyway. handle that. You should uh-huh. be able to handle that. That's not, you know, almost every organization certainly wants the size of the federal government are able to 
do just that. Um, there's a, an old consulting uh, tradition in business, which, you know, these, they hire these, you hire these really expensive companies to come in and they say, basically, take your bottom, whatever your 5% of wor your worst employees, um, and you get rid of them. And if you need to hire new ones, we'll hire new ones. But always fire the worst 5% of your employees every year. And over a long period of time, you wind up with all good employees. Now, hopefully at that point, you stop firing the worst 5% because they're actually good. Uh, mm -hmm. The point, though, is that there's usually so much crap in an organization that if you do just a few percent at the very bottom, you can do that and still handle it. We've been trying to do that with just the bottom one of our employee for a long time, which is, of course, Jeffy. And so far, we have uh, been unsuccessful. Um, but uh, As you see there. Right? He's still here. Uh, yeah, in right fact, there. hey, Jeffy. What's up? Nothing. No. We're uh, just... Just, Joe, you're, just thanks for giving us an example of what a crappy heap of an employee you are. Uh, as you're not I'm even sorry, listening to them. <laughs> okay, uh, so I, I hope it works. Um, you know, I, you know our level of optimism uh, on the particular administration. Uh, and it's high, it's really high. Really high. And it's over 3% uh, yeah. optimistic about but, it. But hey, it's I, over 3 Whatever. I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> like... I, I gotta say, this is the weird thing. Um, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> is that I? I mean, mm -hmm. all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just I, there's something about the last year that has convinced me none of this matters. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that's a healthy place to be, particularly as a person hosting a show. And we can still talk about it, and I can find it interesting in this sort of like, hey, look at what's happening over there, sort of way. But man, none in of it feels like it matters. In a philosophical sort yeah. of way, but in practice, it doesn't seem to matter. Right. There's, are there any principles or values that matter anymore that either side hold to? I, I don't, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. So we can talk about them all we want. They're just and not we put will. into I practice. Mean, I don't, and we will. I, like, and we are know, and we do. It's like I don't care who wins the Jazz Suns game next week. Um, now, if we were doing a, a show on, about the NBA, we would probably discuss the Jazz Suns game coming up next week. And we could have an interesting conversation and I think get into the moment and say, wow, did you see mm -hmm. uh, that player who's on the Jazz or the Suns do the thing that they did against the other Absolutely. team, which was the Jazz or the uh -huh. Suns? Mm -hmm. uh, and we can have that conversation. But man, <laughs> like at the end of the day, they're playing a game the next day and it doesn't really all matter all that much to well, me. Well, it's kind of like last night's uh, national championship. Did I really care whether the Alabama beat uh, Clemson or vice versa? Great no, game, though. Until, yeah, until the game kind of started yeah. and I started thinking, first of all, I want my, my boy, one of the greatest BYU quarterbacks of all time, Steve Sarkeesian, to do well. So I kind of started thinking... I, I kind of want Alabama to win this thing. Oh, wow. I was not or there. I at least want them to score enough points that the offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, looks good. And I think and they I did think that. They he, I mean, they points. scored 31. So if the defense can't hold Alabama, uh, Clemson under that, then that's kind of their deal, right? Yes, I agree. And they did lose 35-31. On the uh, last play of the game. Which is well, amazing. It, was a, it turned out second. to be a pretty good game. It was, oh, it was pretty good game. They, they were losing the game. Yeah. With well, six seconds left. Mm -hmm. They scored a touchdown with one second left. I mean, it's yeah. hard to figure a better ending to a game. Right. Now, of course, I mm -hmm. wanted uh, Clemson to win, so I was very happy about the outcome. But still, either way, you look at it, it was pretty amazing. And, and, yeah, to be, and then, I mean, they were behind... Uh, going into a couple of minutes, they were ahead a couple of minutes left in the game, and then lose the lead. Yeah. So you think Alabama is over? I mean, Alabama's not going to give up a victory. Right. The great Alabama. That's what I thought, man. The but great, boy, that 
They shredded Clemson shredded their defense they the whole second, second half. half. Yeah, yeah. Whole second half. And I think the stat was they were something like when they were up by two scores in the fourth quarter, they were ninety-seven and zero. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they lose. Oof. That's a pretty good record. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than, you know, 0-97. I will say that yeah. uh, straight up. Uh, also, uh, Nick Saban was 5-0 in national championship games. Now he's lost one. It's the first time ever for that, too. So, uh, well, an, ama- an, amazing late, too. an amazing night for Clemson last night. Amazing. And you could have made, made a lot of money mid-game on that one. Because, I mean, yeah. it, it was, I think, something like, when it was 14 nothing. It was something like 10 or 12 to 1. You could have had oh, a wow. Was it? In the game. Wow. In the middle During of the game. game. 12 yeah. to 1? Yeah. Because they were. Wow. it looked like they, first of all, when it was, I was talking to somebody who was an Alabama fan, uh, and, and I was like, hey, they look great. I mean, because they did. I mean, yeah. that first half, they, mm-hmm. they didn't look like a great offensive team. No, but they, they never do. They're up by one score, and they look like they're up by 20 scores. Yeah. And that's the way yeah. that game felt. When they got up 14 nothing. it was like, oh, I mean, it's, it looked insurmountable. And uh, Vegas apparently uh, agreed with that, and uh, most people were putting their money uh, on the other side, I guess. And hmm. uh, some people, I'm sure, cleaned up on, Good for on Clemson. Them. How long can you bet during the course of a game? Uh, there's a live betting, a live wagering uh, that exists. <laughs> wow. um, and that you, just so, doesn't end, huh? Does it go up till the end? Uh, usually, yeah. Like if, if Does it? It, it won't, they won't usually. Uh, when it gets closer to the end of a game, they won't offer live betting um, during plays. Like, so, like, you know, like, because something could happen that changes the odds during the play. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone sees it, you know, in a split second gets a bet in after they've seen the result. So, but when they go to commercial or the two-minute warning or, uh, you know, after a punt or whatever, they will post odds for that moment. And wow. you can theoretically go in there. I don't bet. know if I've ever seen this, but because ESPN had the right to the game, they broadcast the game in different ways on all of their channels. All the platforms. Did you notice that? Yeah. No, I didn't Over know. every ESPN platform, like ESPN, the main ESPN, just broadcast the game. That's with, what I was watching. With the announcers. And then on ESPN2, they had uh, somebody analyzing the game while it went on. ESPN News had a group of coaches, including uh, my guy Kalani Sataki from BYU, talking about the game as it happened and what they would do if they were in that situation right then. Like there was a fourth and wow. one for Clemson. Are they going to go for it? And they're talking about how they'd all go for it. Uh, and then on, on ESPNU, there was some other version of a bunch of people talking about what was going on sitting in a living room setting. I, it was, wow. I've never seen that before, yeah, I don't that's, think. That's that, good, I mean, why not, right? Why not? Yeah, I mean, you get every, yeah. I mean, you have that sort of property. You might as well make What are you going to do, play soccer that night? No, you're and, not, not going to show shot, soccer. We, we are talk. now well off topic from where we started here. Yes, we kind of However, are. I will say that every coach... Uh, when they're not coaching, goes for it on fourth and one. <laughs> yes. And when they are coaching, they yes. never go for it on fourth and one. It's yeah, amazing. They all, all the analysts are always there like, oh, I would def- how can you not go for that? I'd be interested <laughs> to see if the coaches felt like they were uh, – it seemed like that second half when uh, Clemson was shredding uh, Alabama's defense uh, with their passing game. It seemed like every time uh, Clemson was going to get uh, – uh, Going, they're fired up. We got to complete a pass. Momentum is going our way. Timeout. We got to review the call. Yeah, this is a big. Jeffy, as Time usual, out. watches anything and finds a conspiracy theory in it. Really, this was his, really this is was very frustrating. Seriously, very frustrating. Shut up. Very. I will say, <laughs> you know, the way the game ended was uh, was really because you have. One of the greatest moments in college football history. I know. Okay? The national championship was decided with one second left on the clock. I know. Okay? 
from the one second mark to the zero second mark Horrible. was a, a 20 minutes of Nightmare. crap. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because you had, first of all, yeah. they, um, they had to obviously get the extra point, which was brief. Then they had to onside. They onside kicked the it. Onside kick, which was thing that weird. was a great idea. Went on it forever, and it didn't matter it because didn't matter. Clemson recovered, recovered it. it. So then they reviewed it. Would have it. mattered right. if Alabama did. recovered it, because then they could throw a hail mary pass and might win. But Clemson recovered. All that's at stake is a kneel down. A kneel down. Come on. Yeah. It, that um, was silly. It was really stupid. It really killed silly. the momentum at the end of that, unfortunately. Really did. But it was it still, a great, it's still, yeah. still a great game. Still a great we'll, game. We'll get into that more a little, a little bit later. We also have uh, new uh, details on what happened in Chicago over the last year, uh, which are stunning oh, in their was, scale. It was peaceful and wonderful in Chicago because President Obama fixed everything. And, well, not, so, and he also had his former chief of staff running the city. Right, so, right, right. Uh, so so everything you can imagine how good things were in Chicago. Probably fine. Over the Pro- last probably year. fine. Yeah, no one so. was killed. No one. No. Well, almost no one. Almost we'll, no. We'll one. get to the details of it. I mean, just minor. Minor. Um, yeah, I don't know if you'll even notice. You know, there's, <laughs> it's so minor. You might not even notice. I don't uh, think you will. I don't, I don't think. The, I don't think anybody will nah. notice the difference of what we're talking about. Uh, by the way, you can take a, a positive step towards self-reliance with My Patriot Supply. Oh my gosh, how would I do that? We though? like them, uh, and uh, what they they do is they provide. Uh, a uh, emergency food supply for you uh, to make this process. Is that where I get one of those big buckets of beans? And I think, what am I going to do with these? Am I going to soak them in water and then uh, cook them over a campfire? No, you're going to get delicious food, not beans. Um, I mean, there might be beans in some of the foods, but it's not going to be easy to prepare. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it's going to be easy to prepare. It tastes like home cooking. It lasts for up to 25 years. If if it could get like fettuccine Alfredo or like emergency pizza, I mean, that would you be ideal. You can get those things from My Patriot Supply. Wow. In fact, let me tell you about this particular offer. Four All weeks right. of easy-to-prepare food, mm-hmm. 99 bucks. Now, Oh, but I, then then they throw in the, oh, and by the way, it's $400 for shipping this thing because it's super heavy. Really? $400. You're very right. cynical. Yeah, I am. You are. Yeah, um, I am. But no, it's free shipping. What? Uh, yeah. And you know what? The call? Wow. It's not going to cost you $400 either. It's free. Three ninety nine. No. 95 <laughs> You can call them 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Hi, it's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Um, just to accentuate, put a put a fine point on what we were saying a moment ago about how how good things have gone uh, since Barack Obama took office in Chicago, in his hometown of Chicago, and in the measures that he believes in so much that he's instigated in the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. Only four thousand people. And we, we said it was zero, but it's it's not quite oh, that, but it's right. almost as low as zero. Only 4,000 people have been murdered since he took office in Chicago. I mean, I mean we're what's 4,000 it... over eight years? You make some big deal about 4,000 people? Come on, come on. No. Yeah, uh, come on. You know, I, I mean, we, we can all be sticklers. We can all, you know, micromanage right. uh, others' work. But, right. You know, you're gonna, if you're going to be president, your hometown's going to have 4,000 murders, <laughs> um, especially if your chief of staff is running the city. Exactly, and... That's only 229 fewer people than Iraq. Uh, so, 
than they were killed during the entire Iraq war uh, during the administration of George W. Bush. 4,229 people killed in the Iraq war under Bush. 4,000 people killed in Chicago uh, during the Barack Obama administration. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the gun control measures are working perfectly. Oh, yeah. Perfectly. Well, they have the most strict in, in, in America. In America. Uh, them in Washington, D.C. And there's another uh, place mm -hmm. where almost nothing ever happens. It's so boring now that police officers never leave Dunkin' Donuts. They go in and they just stay there their entire shift because there's nothing going on in town. Yeah. They're so bored. It's... Uh, so... I'm um, trying to find the stat I saw earlier, uh, which, wa which was... It's because Chicago always gets the attention, partially because mm -hmm. Barack Obama was from there, uh, partially because of the, the raw number, 4,000 murders a lot. And the gun laws. Uh, and the gun laws. A good combination. So it's a good combination, and it's a good part to look at. I would say it's the most important one. However, it doesn't, it's not the highest murder rate in America. No, um, it's not. It's not. Uh, you know, Detroit is worse. New Orleans is worse. I think Baltimore is worse. I'm going to look at the list here. Uh -huh. St. Louis is worse. Um, wow, St. Louis? Too. Yeah, St. Louis is... Uh, mm. Oakland is worse. Um, this is an older... Uh, wow. Uh, list, but um, it's pretty bad. Uh, Memphis is worse in, as far as rate goes. So Memphis? You, yeah. Wow. You go down and it's like Chicago's a big, big city, so the number is very, very large, and it makes a, a lot of, you know, this is a very restricted state when it comes to guns, or, or yeah. city when it comes yeah. to guns. And, and by the way, the surrounding state is also heavily restricted when it comes to guns. Uh, it's almost as if that's not the reason. Now, I know that sounds crazy because guns kill people and people don't kill people. Mm -hmm. um, so I know that's wrong. I know it's a bad, 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 bad instinct to think that guns could have nothing to do with it. Well, um, the notion to think that uh, the people have anything to do with murder is uh, silly. It's silly and wrongheaded, that notion. So and look, I'll get accept it out of your any head. argument from someone who disagrees with our position on this. Um, it just has to be the argument we're making. Um, <laughs> just, like, uh, just like Obama yeah. is happy to hear from anybody, anybody. who agrees with him at right. any time. At any time. Or um, if you disagree with me, but you, you maybe on this particular issue that we're going to discuss, you agree. Then I'm happy to hear from you. Like if I were to say we need a trillion dollar stimulus program and you were to say, Pat, back to me, you know, we need a $1.2 trillion stimulus I'll program. I'll talk to I would, you. I would, I, would, I would listen. Yeah, you'd talk to me. Because you're talk. still accomplishing everything that I want to accomplish in the exact mm -hmm. way I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. you, you just are also adding on to it. So I would agree with this differing <laughs> opinions like that. Uh, it's amazing. That, that's that is how the way he's, that's the, That is the way he's run his administration. That's been the administration for eight years. And, uh, you know, at least we're going to be rid of that in 10 days. Uh, we're going to be finally done with Obama in 10 days, and I'm pretty dang At least in the about presidency, that. I would assume yes. he's going to be very active oh, in our lives for he'll many, be so many vocal. to come. Can you imagine? What the, the, and he's, he's said he's going nowhere, meaning he's going to sound off on every issue. Uh, and it's going to be agonizing to listen to. And so I say we just don't. <laughs> we just don't listen to him. I've been listening to him, and he's been president. For about a year or more, right? Ever since the campaign has been going on, we've paid almost zero attention to him. I would guess we could play the number of sound bites from Barack Obama we've played on radio. We could count those on one hand over the last year. It's amazing. I, it's pretty incredible considering 
That used to be an entire show all day, every day. Well, you could probably say the same thing about uh, clips from <laughs> Donald Trump since the election. Very true. I don't yeah. know that we've had played much of anything from him. Almost nothing. I mean, I just, I, so, yeah. I, and, and it goes back to, I know my motivation personally is I just don't, I just don't care. I yeah, mean, I don't have it. You know, I, you know, you, we could get all riled up about Jeff Sessions today, and I, really, is that what we're gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I just, the uh, only thing I'm riled up about is where, where's this racism stuff coming from? Right, because I mean, some I, guy said that he said something 40 years ago, and there's no proof that he ever said it, and he says he didn't say it. So if you can't prove it, shut up, and let's move on and put the guy in office. Uh, this is my Jazz Suns game. Uh-huh. Uh, of the day, uh, okay, and that like I'm with you on that. It's not fair the way but he's you're been not treated, passionate but, about you it. Know, like whatever. you are, for instance, a soda tax. Holy crap! You want to get me in the soda tax? I will get fired <laughs> up about the soda tax. Meryl Streep is Meryl overrated. Street. She's very overrated. Those are things things you're uh, passionate about. There, I have a couple of issues uh-huh. uh, that are important to me. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I, I mean, the Philadelphia I, Eagles oh. suck, and I think you're passionate about that. I, right? I am passionate that they do not suck, uh, or at least they will not miss suck the playoffs. Me. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they didn't suck this year. I'm oh, okay. saying I, I'm passionate that that, that changes. Um, I really want. You think to it will next year? What do they need? To, what oh, are they they're need? a young team, Pat. They've mm-hmm. got some young players coming mm-hmm. back. We've got the new coach out the helm. So uh, mm-hmm. with a couple of good draft choices and uh, some, positive, uh, some positive direction, we'll be great <laughs> next year. Shut up. I mean, I think that's largely where I am. Uh, Is I mean, it? Yeah, I mean, I think like they, there's promise, but I mean, they need a lot. I mean, they need they need you know receivers dramatically. They still need help in the offensive line. Yeah. They need their players to not get suspended for steroids for long periods Is that of a time. Problem? Huh. Uh, that's an issue. Okay. Uh, they uh, you know, but I mean, I, they're they're in an interesting position. You know, what's kind of interesting because uh, Chip Kelly got fired last year from the Eagles, went to the 49ers, and then he got fired from yeah. the 49ers Bizarre. already. Bizarre. Already. Do you know what they paid him to leave? I, I don't. I haven't heard yet. Oh, so I'm just. That's an actual thirty question. million dollars. Like yeah, that. isn't it? I mean, it's massive, and they didn't want him so much that they're well, willing to pay him thirty million dollars to leave. Look, I mean, I, you wow. Know, uh, that's he gets completely screwed there. I mean, they he brought does. him into an, 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 an uh, environment a, where with no a no talent, win, a no win situation with, with a douchebag anti-American quarterback and right. expect him to win any games. Right. Uh, you know, he he won two games, um, and it was obviously a disastrous season, but. Everyone going into the season expected it to be a disastrous season. Everybody knew. I think the Everyone line knew. on them was three and a half games yeah. or something. They were slightly under that, but still, I, I mean, nobody's going to give the over/under on San Francisco at two. Yeah, and right? so I honestly think that one was less about Chip Kelly and more about Trent Baalke, the GM. They wanted to get rid of him, who hired, and they wanted to bring in a GM with a new coach and a fresh start. Yeah. So that's kind of why that seems to have happened. I don't, I don't think he did anything. Uh, wrong to really, I mean, you know, obviously, if he could have gone eight and eight, they probably would have brought him back. I mean, two, two fourteen is two not firings a- in a row, though. Make that, you know, uh, the next hire a little different, difficult yeah, in the NFL. I, I He'll probably have to go back to college. Yeah, wouldn't you think? Right. Yeah, but you're probably right. Uh, both I'm segments like, have ended in football talk when they didn't start that way. Could be offensive um, coordinator. I would, I would be shocked to oh, see him go true. somewhere and be an offensive coordinator. I don't yeah. think he goes you know, for that. You know, it was an interesting uh, oppor- uh, thing I thought about, and I bet he would go for this one. Uh, the hot co- coaching prospect, uh, one of them around the league right now, is Josh McDaniels, who is the offensive coordinator of New England. Oh, you drop yeah. him out, him and Belichick are friends. Chip Kelly and Belichick are friends. You bring him <clears throat> in there to run that offense, they might Ooh, they might, might not be. lose for six years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that would, that's a good. That, that's that's not a bad idea. I, I mean, I, that's really interesting. Now, it, you idea. know, I mean, I don't know that he'd be able to run. 
you know, all no huddle all the time there. I mean, Belichick would obviously still have a, a big level of control, but that would be a really tough, a tough. I mean, they're already 14 and two. I don't know where they would go. That'd be a great gig for him too. And that's a gig worth taking because that always leads to. I mean, Josh Mm -hmm. McDaniels had a a head coaching gig which blew up already, and he's now the hot candidate again. Yeah. Oh, you got Bill O'Brien. Same thing. Like you get your if you're coordinator position can rehabilitate your career, especially for New England if it goes well. Yeah. All right. Don't even need to rehabilitate. He could just stay there. Yeah. True. He and Bill just hang out for the next 20 years. Yeah. Totally. More patents too coming up in a sec. Uh, next break, we're going to talk about the Jazz and the Suns. They've got a great matchup. <laughs> and then it'll end in football talk. And we'll end in football talk. We don't know what kind of football talk yet, but definitely some kind of football. We're definitely going to find out what's going on in the paint. And uh, welcome to Pat and Stu. 888-727-PAC is our phone number. Um, apparently, Amazon is opening up a brick-and-mortar bookstore in Manhattan. That's unusual. This is a, uh, an online store, and they were founded that way. They've grown that way. They've gotten huge like that. And now, there's a, there's a shot of, I guess, uh, Amazon Books. Hmm. What a weird, that seems a really weird decision to make. Because it looks like a giant Barnes and Noble, they're all going out of business, and now Amazon's getting back into that business. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Strange. Huh? Was it Barnes and Noble that went out? It was. Uh, what was the other really big one? Um, uh, Borders, Borders gone. Borders. Yeah. Barnes and Noble, I think, still has some stores. Oh yeah, it definitely does. And Books a Million is still around as well. Are um, they really? Yep, they still. I mean, it's still kind of a strange. Wow. Amazon is already. We've talked about uh, uh, them opening up a, a store to get. Uh, Goods other than books, yes, you know, like that's grocery what we talked stores about, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and it, it's both of them are still. I mean, the goods, I guess, is okay because you order still order from the website. You can still get other things sent to your address. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I, it's, it's a weird thing. Uh, they also are doing mm. this thing called Amazon Lockers or something. Have you seen this? So, like, it's something like where like you order something and can just drive by it and yes. pick it up. Instead of like them delivering it to your house. Oh, really? Yeah. So like. So I, 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 I would go to an Amazon location. So it's like your yeah, Amazon where they have a PO warehouse. box. I don't even think it. Yeah, it's it's more like a PO box. I don't think it's like their distribution center. I think like they. Yeah. It's not a PO oh. box per se. But then they also are doing grocery stores, um, and they're also supposedly uh, expanding into all sorts of different. Uh, have you heard varieties that? Varieties of delivery. The, that other delivery system they're going to use, like the Amazon Blimp, where they. <laughs> Got this blimp, yeah. an Amazon blimp that is stocked, jam-packed full of stuff. Mm-hmm. So then you call and you say, hey, I'd like uh, an iPad. Is it a drop it on and your house? And they take the iPad and it winds up on a drone, a drone. And they send the drone from the blimp to your house. That's, so you've got blimps hovering, waiting for your order. That's actually a, a better so way to do it so that they you get could have something the in like. I think their goal is to get it to you in half an hour. That's unbelievable. That, that's that's, a, that's uh, they they filed for the patent on that. One. Right, it's not like I, around the corner. I mean, right, it's not like um, it's there's a blimp near you right now unless it's Goodyear. I bet you, I bet um, you they, that gets them around. That tra- probably tries to get them around the the FAA though and the airports, so that if you have a blimp up, it's already there, right? It's a right. station. I mean, 
kind of a stationary thing around over a particular area. And so the drones, if the drones fly within a quarter mile of where the blimp is, oh well. <laughs> There's no, there's no airplanes to worry about. I always say I'm not an expert on this particular topic, but I, that does not seem like that would help you get around the FAA. You're adding an FAA <laughs> element to it. Exactly. You're adding a right. giant right. ship. But the drones aren't just coming out of, out of, out of nowhere to deliver things. You know what I'm no, saying? they're so coming from a permanent blimp. Correct. <laughs> the planes aren't flying by the blimp. They're fl already flying around the blimp. <laughs> Good point, Jeffy. Okay. Good point. Great, Whatever. Great work. Uh, Whatever is right. No, I think I, I, think I get what you're saying. Is that <laughs> in theory, the area below the blimp would be clear. Correct. We've actually um, heard in there. Uh, we actually yeah, we got yes. through. We but got I mean, through I, that blubber the exterior. The, the and thing I actually found some feeling. You're wow. going to need a long... I mean, <laughs> That one, actually, you did because I thought he was going for the blimp fat joke, and then he didn't. So you know, whatever. No, it hurt I didn't. Me. It hurt me. I didn't. I didn't. And and that's what hurt you because you're used to that one. Yeah. I went a different way and True. insulted your intelligence. Uh, so you're welcome. Uh, uh, in case you wanted a response, I I'm looking forward to the day when they just beam it to my house. I order it, you beam it, there it is. I've got it in 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. I mean, it, some, nothing else oh, will impress and me. And we've at already this point. we have that now with music and books and video. Right. right. Anything digital you can do that yeah. with. And we're just not there with movies. Actual... I mean, it is one of the greatest one of the greatest inventions in mankind's history is that I can look at a menu of movies that just pops up on my TV and I can say yeah, I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy right now, and in ten seconds, Guardians of the Galaxy is in front of me on the screen. I, that is one of the greatest things of all time. It really is. It really is. A, it's, it's a spectacular development. It's spectacular and it's amazing. Um, can I uh, rewind to the old timey days for a moment? Sure. Uh, I, and again, you know, I'm uh, 40, turned 40 uh, uh, last year, so I'm going to be 41 very soon. Mm -hmm. um, but when I, when I was a Less kid... Less than a month now, right? Um, yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I remember one of the things I was really passionate about, you know, big music fan, a lot of the stuff I liked was not, you know, uh, you know, it was like I liked imports and, you know, remixes and uh, rarities and things like live recordings. So I would go. We would you'd have, on the weekend. You'd go with your friends, and you go to like what was the like, you know, underground record store, and you'd search through thousands of freaking like you know CDs and cassettes and and vinyl, and try to mm -hmm. find that one you know amazing nugget. I, I order. I remember when eBay first started. And this is. I mean, we're in the internet era here. It's not like it's not, I'm not. I'm not talking about yeah. the '40s. Yeah. Um, and eBay started. I remember ordering some like CD of from like Russia, uh, that was only there in Russia. It was like forty dollars for one CD, and I was all excited about it. And I got it. Any of that crap I wasted all that time trying to find is now available by Almost searching. Every, everything is. once. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it was it's amazing how far that has come and how fast it's come it's to the point where music like. You can have an unlimited amount of songs stored wherever you want. Spotify, for free, you can listen to any song at any time. I mean, I, it's a slight exaggeration, but that's about it. If you want to pay the monthly fee... That's a very slight exaggeration. Very slight. Like, there are certain things you're not going to be able to find on there. But the 99.999% mm -hmm. of the music that people want to listen to is available for free yeah. um, at any point.
Yeah. Um, and that doesn't even count things like mm -hmm. YouTube, where you could just search for it and find the video for it, or, or uh, you know, all the other services that compete. Usually, the only way a song isn't available, say on iTunes, is if the artist is still holding out with that weird. Right, like the Taylor oh, I'm Swift. I'm not going to uh, participate in iTunes. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, you're not going to participate in anybody getting your music then. And, and maybe that's fine with you. But if it's, you're Taylor it's, Swift, it's fine. It's kind yes. of, if you're Taylor yes. Swift, right. it's fine. Outside and that's of that, why she still sells a million a week, uh, a million CDs a week, because everybody wants to hear her, but you can't do it online. And um, you still, I think she eventually cleared that up, right? Like they have some, I think they, I think they, they did strike a deal. There's yeah. just a few. Like, uh, it was her, Def Leppard, and like two or three other artists. And then I found one the other day, because I had this weird... Inkling, hey, I really want to hear Chris Rhea, uh, Fool If You Think It's Over Again. Pardon me? <laughs> it's like you wanted to hear what? How many times, dude? I mean, how, how many, many times do you sit around thinking, I got to hear Chris Rhea, Fool If You Think It's Over. Right. What a, what a great classic that was from 1978. Must have gotten to 40 on the charts or something. Oh, wow. Oh. So anyway, I'm looking for it on iTunes. It's not there. Uh, all kinds of other people singing Fool If You Think It's Over are there. So I go to YouTube. It's, of course, there. It sounds great. It's fine. I just do the converter, and bang, it's in my iTunes because I just drag and drop. And it's, I mean, the technology is such that almost anything you want can be had as soon as you want it. Um, and so I won't be impressed, again, yeah. with Amazon and their, their delivery system <laughs> until, until they beamed. can make it like something physical. I, let's say I order an iPad. I want it beamed directly to my house. Well, I mean, seconds. that's pretty much what it's going to be, right? Almost. I mean, it's almost that way with the blimp. That great. Well, yeah, they're blimp trying to do the drop on your house half yeah. hour thing. It's, but that's yeah, still not impressive. It's still not impressive. And I will, I will say the good thing about the blimp idea is that it clears you completely from the FAA. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care that there's, there's a what? million oh. blimps hovering over every population airspace. center. They're not even worried at all. And by the way, it's not just a blimp. It's a blimp carrying enough stuff. To, so it's like the, 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 the most gigantic. in stock on the blimp. Yeah. So it's got to be pretty big. And they're like, wow, they got refrigerators up there? I don't care. No regulations from us. Back in a second. twenty-seven. back is the phone number. Jeffy found it felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. So, since the new year, actor Matt Oswalt uh, on Twitter said that someone should create an app that transforms Donald Trump's tweets uh, into uh, Mark Hamill's voice for the Joker. And uh, Mark Hamill mm -hmm. replied saying, hey, I think I'm up for that. Let's have fun for that. Mm -hmm. So, it's you know, he decided that he would... Uh, he. Hamill replied that uh, as soon as I figure out how to, you know, tweet audio, I'll, I'll do it. And so uh, he came up with uh, reading Donald Trump tweets, and he's done the first one now. He's released the first one as the Joker oh. uh, that he played. He's played the animated Joker in Batman since, I think, 92. Long time, yeah. yeah I mean, he's the, he's the big voice of the Joker and the, the one that's known for it. Mm -hmm. And I think we have the video that will run you through kind of the history of, uh, of how this all started. And... His reading of the Donald Trump tweets, because we, we've read them before, uh, just as when you just read Donald Trump's words straight, mm 
mm-hmm. how bad they are. Mm-hmm. But his reading of it as a character, perfect. Because Oswald had said uh, that uh, Trump's New Year's Eve tweet uh, sounded like uh, the Joker just before he released uh, Killer Bees on Gotham. Mm. <laughs> so uh, here's mm. run the video of uh, Mark Hamill and uh, the Joker as Donald Trump. Happy New Year to all, including to my many enemies. <laughs> oh, this is the one that has the uh, explanation of the story. It. Yeah. Hamill is best yes. friend. Yeah. Jack, Jack Insider video. His voice of the Joker since 1992. There's a teeny little bit of me in you too, bats. I can't even. I can't even see him. I know. To see that. I, yeah. He's more talented than I realized. I'm glad that this video explains exactly what you set up. Yes, thank you. It's a good it's thing. I know. I, sounds like something the Joker would say. All right, can, let's no get idea. to him actually doing it. Hamill accepted the challenge. Yeah, we know. You know, because Jeffy already Happy said this. Happy New Year to all. Including to my many enemies and those who have fought me and lost so badly, <laughs> they just don't know what to do. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a great read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, huh. I, and you're right about seeing him. Uh, the video of him actually doing it—it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it, I, even when I, Mark Hamill, knowing it's him, I can't—I still can't hear it coming. I can't yeah. like connect it to him. You know, and it's also because if you go back and you watch Star Wars, which I've done many times, uh, <laughs> and I'm a fan, um, and I like Star Wars, and I'm giving you all these disclaimers before I tell you that he is terrible in that movie. I mean, he really isn't good in that movie. His the fighting scenes are terrible. I mean, his 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 lightsaber fighting scenes—they're not good, they're not guys. Good. They're not. It's a great overarching story but the details of who these people are as actors you know, speaking is, blasphemy i know here. i know that's you why know that, i set it up right? when i really love it i really do i mean i, I don't yeah star He's wars not is is not it's not the greatest acting job no. in no, general not. from any of them <laughs> no it is i mean not. carrie fisher's not great harrison Ford's I, pretty I, damn I don't good. know harrison ford i guess is somewhat solid but First of all, the dialogue sucks in almost all of them. It's just stupid dialogue. At least there's horrible parts in much of it. And it's really tough for even decent actors to do stupid dialogue. So, yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> it's and like, then, it's just so amazing. The acting isn't good. The dialogue isn't good. But it's a great movie. But it's a great movie, great and, movie. and everybody loves it. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but we, we just love it anyway. Uh, but what else you got? Social justice dieting. <laughs> Fat shaming to blame for obesity. The headlines, so not uh, let's see, Wait, overeating and lack of shaming exercise. somebody who's fat is causing them to be fat. Then uh, that, how they get fat in the first place? That's correct. Is what that, I'd like to know. The, how they the get fat in the first saying, place? Okay? How did you get uh, fat in the first place? Just because it's socially acceptable mm-hmm. for you to have give fat jokes, okay? <laughs> it's it's your fault. That <laughs> we don't really do jokes like we don't say like. When you, when you step on the scale in the morning, it says, one at a time, please. We don't really, we don't really do it, that. It does say that. It does.
Stu. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Meryl Streep's obviously been in the news all week. Uh, she went off on the Golden Globes about uh, Donald Trump and racism and immigration, all uh, nonsense she knows nothing about. And uh, so Donald Trump tweeted about how overrated she is. That's been fact-checked. Uh, I mean, and then on radio, we actually proved it. We actually yeah, proved we how it too, and overrated it's true. she is. It's true. She's overrated vastly. Uh, but we thought we'd show some of the evidence um, by playing for you the official trailer <laughs> of Ricky and the Flash. And it goes a little something like this. I'm Ricky Randazzo, and I'd like to introduce my band, The Flash. (laughs) How did this movie get made? Only her. I don't know. Yeah, only her. Look at her, like, fake. Oh. Like a cold one. Seriously? Hello? I've been trying to call you. It's Julie, our daughter. Max left her. What? I'm gonna go take care of my daughter. guitar. Yeah, just the one. Whoa, Mom, you're here. Like the 80s all over again. Hope Maureen doesn't mind that I'm here. Oh, hi. We are really concerned about Julie. What happened? Max came home, told me that he was in love with a girl named Nicole. She's gonna be all right. She's always been a fighter. Ah! Well, she's not to be. Yeah, look at that. That's enough. No kidding. I have all my kids in one room. I want to see how bad this is. You two are engaged? Who wants some appetizers? We're practically eloping, Mom. Why don't you be honest, Josh? Oh my gosh, is that Kevin Klein? That you don't want her at the wedding. Someone order a mudslide? Yeah, keep them coming. Oh, that's funny. There was a hole in this family, and I filled it. That alone. Grown up now. Wow. You think because you screwed up once, you don't get a second chance? Hey, why did you walk out on my daughter? Our daughter. Julie hates you. That may be. And I have to live with that every day of my life. But Greatest now you have to live with the pain right you Right there, look at that. Right there. Look at that. Oh. Look at the action. Kids love you. Right. It's not their job to love you. It's your job to love them. Call in sick. Go to the old neighborhood. Sometimes a girl just needs her mother. Lots of things are going to change. I think this would be life. funny to watch. Someday you're going to wake up and find yeah, a gray agree. hair. I, I, I and think it's mean on your head. <laughs> wow. See, she's making pubic hair jokes. Yeah. Because that's what I want out of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's making out with a guy who's never like a traditional young mom. enough to be your grandson. But I am a musician, and I'd like to give all I have to you. Wow! Oh I, my gosh, I'm that a, was terrific. I, that's an amazing. I don't. I, I have no idea how that movie got made. I mean, it looks unintentionally thing, funny. Yeah, it does it? look unintentionally funny because she's terrible. I mean, terrible. Objectively, she's terrible. Give me the people as in free my soul. I wanna get uh, lost. I mean, <laughs> it's so bad. Her, her singing was terrible. Terrible. The acting was ridiculous. Interestingly enough, I was just looking at that movie to see how it got made. It, it, it's written by Diablo Cody. Who wrote Juno? Which was is wow, in, which highly that, acclaimed movie. It's so I just it happened to be on while I was sick and I watched a good chunk of it again. It's so good and it's so well written and it's amazing. Again, another movie. How the hell that movie was made? Um, because uh, I mean, it, it's like 
you really could easily take. <laughs> so one could take a pro-life message out of it. One could. They could. Now, of course, it wasn't pro-life, and they were very clear about that, but one could take a very pro-life huh. message out of that. Um, but, I mean, it's so funny and so well-written, and then to see that being, this is what, eight years later, that's the movie she's writing, and then Meryl Streep is terrible in it. Oh, God. Some Awful. people only have one movie in them. M. Night Shyamalan, for, for instance. He does not. He had way uh, one movie that. in it. No, no, we've been down one this. movie in no, it. Oh, are you And nuts? it was it, it, one movie, no. Sixth Sense. No, you're totally wrong on that. One movie. Well, you can go into that later. I mean, That's one great movie. He had a couple of decent movies in there. I think he had a good amount of decent movies. Uh, you're right. I mean, like Sixth Sense. The Village Sense is, is decent. You the know? Village is decent. Uh, Unbreakable was decent. Unbreakable is decent. Um, that had I, more, I like, I think more promise than delivery. But you're not a fan of Signs, I know. We've just no, talked no. about this. But I, I thought Signs was good. I liked that. Um, as soon as you see the alien, it's dumb. So, I will say that was the weak part. Come on. Um, but uh, he, the, the visit was apparently good. I didn't see the visit, the but it was. Visit. Um, uh, he's got another one coming out in a couple weeks, um, which is a multi personality disorder thing oh, that looks yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had yeah. a bad era. I will give you. The Happening is one of the worst things I've oh, ever seen in my life. I mean, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, that was global warming. The bees were pissed off or yeah, something, yeah, right? Bees were pissed about global warming or something. Um, okay, yeah, so great. now let me okay, give so you. So there's part of the evidence. Here's a scene Exhibit from one. Um, Mama Mia, including Meryl Streep, which I okay. believe is one of the worst movies of all time. All right. Feeling like a number one tonight. The super. That's embarrassing. I I just want to shut the network off right now. I'm airing these videos. It is painful. Uh, She also, uh, as we pointed out, and you can go to my Facebook page uh, and see this picture with all the details that you can share with all of your friends about how she stood up and applauded Roman Polanski, an admitted child rapist. Uh, because I guess he made a movie she liked. And there she is, uh, standing up in the background. Um, as I point out... While it, other people are not. Or, or are they all now there, standing? I mean, there's a lot of... Look, she, just, she, she was, was one, one of the first, first to stand up. Good for um, her. And it's interesting that you see her. She's standing behind Nicolas Cage, who really has nothing to do with this. However, <laughs> uh, she is also standing near Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, uh, you might know this if you follow the Roman Polanski case. Uh, it was his house where the statutory rape occurred. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, uh, they're all together. What an amazing coincidence great, that is. Thing. That's wonderful. Oh, Isn't wow. that wonderful? Uh, so he, um, if you want to go through some of the details, um, you know, if you happen to be uh, with children, you might want to, uh, eh, you know, go watch Mamma Mia for a few moments. Uh, March 1977, uh, Roman Polanski arrested and charged in Los Angeles with five offenses against Samantha Gailey, a 13-year-old girl. Rape by use of drugs, perversion, sodomy, lewd and lascivious act upon, uh, among a child, uh, upon a child, under 14, and furnishing a controlled substance to a minor. Mm. Uh, the controlled substance, by the way, was quaaludes, um, which is kind of an interesting one, given the fact that we've excommunicated Bill Cosby from society, mm-hmm. which uh, seems to be a, a good decision. Um, however, why this guy doesn't also get the same treatment, I'm a little uh, perturbed about. Uh, it is uh, As Raymond Polanski pleaded not guilty to uh, all charges, but then later accepted a plea bargain, whose terms included a dismissal of the five initial charges in exchange for a guilty plea to the lesser charge of engaging in unlawful sexual intercourse. So to be clear, he had sex with a minor. He knew she was 13. He said he knew that she was 13. He did it anyway. She says it was essentially uh, 
you know, uh, I mean, for legal definitions, it's hard to separate here, but rape as opposed to statutory rape, he's basically saying, ah, just statutory rape, no big deal. And she's saying, yeah, it was kind of real rape, 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 rape. Um, they're both kind of rape, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word rape is included in both titles, uh, which is, a, is a, a, an indicator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might think both of them are rape. However, uh, his defense was essentially, ah, it was just consensual sex with a 13-year-old. That's his defense. And, of course, once he got out of there, he fled the country never to return. Um, there was talk, by the way, uh, in the Obama administration that all of his Hollywood friends might finally influence the president to get him back in. It'll be interesting to see if there's a, uh, uh, a last-day pardon. Would that be stunning? Yeah. Would you be no, stunned to I see wouldn't. Barack Obama pardon no. Robin Polanski it for would that? Make perfect, perfect uh, it would make perfect sense. perfect sense. From these people. Um, but uh, so she was, mm. uh, and, and the reason why that one's important, look, she was not a participant, neither was Jack Nicholson, by the way, had nothing to do, he wasn't even a home at the time that this occurred. It was his house. It's just interesting that that picture pops up. Uh, Meryl Streep had nothing to do with uh, the rape of, uh, of a child. However, what was interesting is her speech uh, on Donald Trump which basically excoriates anyone who voted for uh, him as a, you know, a, you know, an uneducated miscreant who only likes the, the, the MMA, uh, is so offensive given the fact that she's lended her seal of approval on multiple occasions to people like Roman Polanski, who've done things that are much worse. I mean, I, there's nobody mm. who, could, who was more angry and fought harder against Donald Trump for what he did, and he did do it to the disabled person when he was mocking the reporter. He mm-hmm. did do that. Um, he did. Uh, and we agreed with her on that point the other night. Yeah. However, she's no moral authority here. No. Um, she's accepted much, much worse from much worse people. Uh, and uh, that's something that needs to be uh, part of her douche Hall of Fame resume, I believe. Um, Indeed so- it does. Now, we should probably mention here, before we get much deeper into this, that uh, something happened to the link on the website, right? Uh, because the website just changed. To the new Glenbeck.com. To the new Glenbeck.com. So the feed link isn't there, but you're tweeting it I, out? I tweeted out, uh, I tweeted out the link on at uh, uh, JeffyMRA and okay. uh, Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio. Awesome. Go there, click on that link. It'll take you right to the feed. Okay, and then you can vote vote. on this. You'll see when you go to when you go to that link, you'll see a a post telling you a poll coming to vote for Meryl Streep into the Douche Hall of Fame coming very soon. So we haven't put up the poll yet to vote, but it will be there soon. Um, Of course, I can't find. I'm trying to help uh, help the audience. Going to retweet a little bit. Oh, here we go. Okay, retweeting. All right. So I mean. You know, I guess the other side of this issue is that she's Mm -hmm. super talented. Oh, bull crap. uh, And thus thus, uh, immune to being in the Douche Hall of Fame? I think not. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. But she has won eight Golden Globes, eight, uh, 19 nominations for Academy Awards. 19. Wow. I mean, that's no big deal anymore because everybody knows that every time she steps on screen... She's going to be nominated for an Academy Award. She was probably her. nominated for Ricky and the Flash. Uh, I'll bet she was. Uh, but she's won three Academy Awards over 36 years. Now, the first one was for, for supporting actress in Kramer versus Kramer, and she probably deserved that one. Again, not even she's a main role, though. That's an that. important part. But supporting, supporting actress. Role. Yeah. Supporting role. And I'm not saying there's nothing, anything wrong. But again, we are told not that she's a decent actress. We are told she's the greatest actress of a generation, maybe the greatest actress of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, one of her main roles 
was a, a supporting role mm-hmm. in Kramer versus Kramer very early on in her, in her career in 1979. She also won for Sophie's Choice, mm-hmm. which is a powerful movie. Uh, that was 1982, and then her next one came in 2011 with The Iron Lady. I had forgotten she'd won anything for that, for playing uh, Margaret Thatcher. And a movie amazing. that was uh, amazing. not particularly good, apparently. Right. Apparently. 16 Screen Actors Guild Award nominations. Uh, 11 Critics, Cho- right, Critics uh, Choice yeah. Awards. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Point here is that her career is, uh, is not as impressive as, as you might think. Uh, Mamma Mia is one of the worst movies of all time. It's also her highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> now, uh, that, you might say, well, she's not, you know, in our, first of all, Kramer versus Kramer, there's a big asterisk there because Kramer versus Kramer was that a big box office success. That would be her biggest, probably. And inflation adjusted, it would be her biggest. However, with all that being said, you know, there's a lot of crap. In, in between these big career-defining roles that she has. Death Becomes Her, for instance. She-Devil. Um, I don't know if you saw it. It's Yikes. complicated. Bad. I mean, it, it wasn't the worst yeah. movie in no, the world, but not. she was bad at it. Into the Woods was a bad movie, and she was horrible. even worse. She was <laughs> awful. I, I, I was actually stunned at how bad Meryl Streep was what about in Lemony Into Snicket? the Woods. Terrible in Lemony Snicket. Terrible. Uh, so, I mean... She's overrated, but beyond that, she's also douche Hall of Fame worthy. Yes, and that goes back to her politics. Remember, mm-hmm. this is also someone, if you want to go through her career, who in 2004 did the Manchurian Candidate. Um, uh, that movie. was with Denzel, too. It, it was, was with still Denzel. And it was, you're right, it was still not a good movie. But the reason they made the movie was to basically point it at the Bush administration and say he was an evil president. Go beyond that. She also he also did lion, she also did lions for lambs or oh, lions yeah, and yeah, lambs yeah, which yeah, is yeah. complete flop and a disaster but a big anti Iraq war movie, um, so she's done this throughout her career she's made an endless series of which incredibly why, liberal choices which is why cho- she's the darling of right, Hollywood that's why she's honestly not that good and again I think you know you want to look here more probably more interesting is that she she looks like a bird. She, and I, I mean, it has forever. I, forever. I, I mean, she basically, she could peck a, a bowl of corn <laughs> right now. And then uh-huh. I, she looks like a, she looks like she is at least 60 to 70 percent bird. <laughs> That's not a, appropriate for someone who's not in the Douche Hall of Fame. Um, you know, you're 10 percent bird, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. People aren't going to react that much. You're, you're, she's at least 60, 70 percent bird. I would love to see her peck a bowl of corn just to see if she could actually <laughs> act like a bird. Because I don't think she could. She doesn't need to act like a bird. Yeah, that's the one thing she doesn't need. Just, that's like a, not a asking if she can play herself. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would so, assume yes. So, Jeffy, uh, let's post it now. Uh, let's post the poll. All Does right. Meryl Streep belong in the Douche Hall of Fame as the latest entry into that, uh, into that uh, storied, storied hall? And we don't normally take positions on votes, um, but it's important. We try that, not to. Yeah, because I don't want to influence uh, the electorate. Uh, however, I will say uh, I fully endorse uh, her entry into the Douche Hall of Fame. As do I. Uh, okay. <laughs> All uh, right. Because uh, she deserves it. She, Every little bit of it. By the does. way, uh, as we uh, vote, uh, you just need to vote if she's going to be in or not. But we can tell you the rules as we do this. Uh, we have one minute voting period. Uh, the uh, standard is higher than any other Hall of Fame. Uh, baseball, basketball, football, hockey. That's all nonsense. This is 95% vote. Uh, to get into the Douche Hall of Fame, the highest bar of any Hall of Fame by a large margin. Mm-hmm. Um, this is basically almost no disagreement. Um, now, it does not mean you're not asking, answering a question, do I think Meryl Streep is a douche? We all know that she's a douche. That's, bit, that's settled science. It's been, everyone knows it. has known it for a really long time. This is, is she worthy of the Douche Hall of Fame? 
Uh, much higher bar. Much higher bar. Pat. Much higher this bar. Is, this is not some flipping thing. Um, and she has to get 95%, so it's going to be difficult. Um, we are having uh, some issues with the website, as you might know. If you go to uh, Twitter, um, you can see a link, a link to it. But they've redesigned. If you notice, by the way, the new Glenbeck.com, they've redesigned it. But that link hasn't made it through yet. Eventually, I'm sure it will. Uh, but go to the go to Twitter, go to Facebook or whatever, and uh, figure out how to get there and vote and, and bookmark it for tomorrow. So are we there yet? I think we've gone over a minute, but that's okay because it, it was tougher to get there this time. It was tougher to get there, so um, I'm kind of stretching it out here a little bit. And in the uh, Duke Hall of Fame, vote today, which is the first vote in quite a while. Uh, where do we stand, uh, Jeff Fisher? Does Meryl Streep belong in the Douche Hall of Fame? As we stand right now. Mm -hmm. What do you uh, mean, as we stand right now? Finish the vote. The vote is now finished. Thank you. So there's no more standing right now. There's this is no an official vote. Right it's locked in stone. Meryl Streep does not make it to the Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Wow, that is disappointing. Mm. I just that is disappointing. Wow. What, what percentage? What percentage vote? 75%. Oh, my 70? God. 75%. Yes. Close. That is one of the lowest vote totals. Might I be the lowest. I, I, the lowest, I, I think, think previously ever was had. Sarah Palin's uh, son-in-law. Uh, remember, he was in the news <laughs> oh, yeah. for a while. I don't remember who it <laughs> was. was his, like 80 He's something. like 78 or something. Uh. Um, so Meryl Streep does not. So there's some Meryl Streep fans in the audience. Wow. Um, this is, wow. Uh, you know, this, is I, this feels like Indiana to me. It, the it, disappointment of Indiana. It, yeah, it does. It does. I'm so <laughs> devastated right now, I can't even talk. Now, I will say that perhaps we should, uh, uh, you know, have a callback uh, to another vote. Mm. Jeffy's hedging uh, something once, here. You know, no, I'm not hedging. Yeah. I'm just disappointed because of the website, the, okay. the, the toughness to get there. So we should try it's, again it's someday? Little, I think once they make it live again to get to, Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe we try again. Maybe maybe more fans of her got through than uh, than those who. It's possible. Just, it's see what a douche she I'll really allow is. this possibility mm -hmm. that maybe people aren't quite as passionate about Meryl Streep as I am, and maybe they didn't walk through the wall. Hard of to fire, believe, but it, uh, it's possible. It is possible. It's wrong, but it's possible. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. It's in disappointing. A minute. Very disappointing. It's disappointing. I mean, we're. This is like. It's disappointing. 2012. <laughs> this is like. This is like the day after Indiana during the primary this year. <laughs> wow. What up? voters calling for a recount, uh, calling for voter registration, uh, voter ID at the poll uh, next time. So, um, and I don't, I don't blame them. I, I don't blame them. We're shocked. We're appalled. And there will have to be a re-vote at some point uh, to see if... It's possible that, uh, you know, she's... Possible. Not as relevant as we think. Yeah, it is possible. 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 There, there might be a relevancy clause relevancy involved clause here. Issue. We didn't mm -hmm. even discuss that potentiality. But, I mean, it's Meryl Streep, the greatest actress of our time. Uh, come on. <laughs> uh, horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, here is, uh, now we've, um, 
Hollywood celebrities have come together, and we know that they don't like Donald Trump. But we know they do like Barack Obama, a man like, who would oh have my. changed oh the world my. had he been allowed to get to rise above the hatred. But there's just mm -hmm. too much racism. Too well, much and if you'd allow him to be in office um, forever, a few more terms, he uh, he know, could just he could change years or so. the world. He could, he could, Pat. Hollywood has come together, and they've made a new video uh, for Barack. Watch. Really felt. You know, you felt those first three words Good of the Constitution, we the people. Like, it was one of those first times in my life that I felt like I was really part of that we. My Obama moment was when I received this letter from President Obama last year, welcoming me to become a U.S. citizen. When he just changed he all the himself. rules on the table in regards to Cuba, with the most succinct motivation imaginable, which is, uh, what we've been doing hasn't worked. <laughs> Which made all the sense in the world. My Obama moment was the signing of the Paris Agreement and making the United States a leader in the fight against global warming. When I was at the UN and I, you know, I heard our president say that climate change is the most important issue facing not only this generation but all future generations. It was inspiring. For me, it was uh, traveling with the president to schools in Boston. Effing morons. And uh, the way morons. he engaged the students. It was just one of those moments to see him connect like that uh, that I think you see throughout his presidency. My favorite President Obama moment was when he was elected president in 2008 because in 2008 was when I was born. Yeah. I never and cried before from, from election there, so. results. <laughs> oh, what dude, that, is that a it? A bunch of morons. Oh my gosh, that's painful mm. to watch. Oh, they, they, they we didn't even get to the Samuel L. Jackson. So uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Is a there million, more? Is there? Do we have more to air from this? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Because uh, no. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh -huh. Samuel L. Jackson. Million movies he's in. What's yep. in your wallet? Making a fortune. Uh -huh. Yep. He's in this video saying. Uh, his Barack Obama moment was uh, the signing of Obamacare because he has uh, some relatives that don't have insurance, and now they can get they can get <laughs> Samuel, what do you want? Maybe flip a money. couple hundred bucks to Aunt May, let her go see a doc. I will say uh, Samuel L. Jackson did sell me on the Capital One uh, card <laughs> with a 1.5 percent right? cash back. Yeah. Right. I'm in. I'm What's in. in your wallet? I, 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 that is in my wallet. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's my now my main card of choice. I've switched from using my American Express to that one. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, because I mean, it, you think about it, it's like legitimately they just put like 1.5 percent of everything you buy is put it in a little right. account, and now I've got money in my account. Right. And I spend a lot of money. Um, I. You should see. I'm not allowed to use my card, but my wife is, is, and that's in her wallet. What? Capital One. Yeah, I'm not allowed that to get a credit card. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. No, I know you're not. There's a time in my life when I had a very bad struggle with Capital One, and uh, I swore them off for oh, all really? time. So I. But Samuel they L. Jackson. Are not in my wallet. But Samuel L. Jackson. But Samuel L. Jackson. I don't care. No, I don't. A man who survives snakes on a plane, and you're, you're right. not going to excuse one. Still not, still not listening no, to him. I bounce, I, but I mean, I, I actually really do like that because it winds up. That know, is nice. Right, it's I like because you can get points from all these. They've other actually cards, made me think this is about it money because of that. Yeah. I thought, well, you know, that's a pretty good deal, but no, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, well, huh. I, if I, I didn't have it, I've never had an experience yeah. with them. But yeah. Um, so yeah, well, uh, interesting on there. Uh, let me a couple uh, the Paris climate thing. We've talked about it before. Is a giant zero. I mean, it does nothing. It is completely symbolic. Um, the, uh, I mean, I, you know, we, I think we've aired the Wonderful World of Stew monologue on it. 
uh, on the yeah. show in the past. But uh, you know, it's up on you know, it's, it's up on my Facebook somewhere too if you want to watch it. But I mean, it sh it literally does nothing, nothing. And it, they, you know, you in a long term scenario, it is a complete waste. It's one of those things where, like you say, for example, you might say. You are standing at the beginning of the Boston Marathon. You've got 26.2 miles to go. Got to take that first step. Well, yeah, um, but you didn't. That doesn't. No one cares that you took a step, <laughs> one step in the Boston Marathon. You have to do the other 26.2 miles uh, for anyone to care. Uh, and this is what that was. It was like a, a nothing symbolic first step, so they could say under Obama they came up with something that they were able to agree on, but it didn't actually do anything. Mm -hmm. If they do take the structure, which I would assume, and certainly every Trump supporter has assured me that uh, Donald Trump will uh, now destroy, which I hope he does, uh, or at least dismantle the United States right. en engagement in it, um, then, hey, uh, you know, he's going to have nothing. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio's favorite moment yeah, is going douche. to be nothing. And he's out now, too, anyway, right, with the U.N.? I, I don't, I don't you know. think he's involved in that now with the U.N. Is there, really? Is there climate change ambassador or whatever. And then the Tom Hanks thing. My favorite moment is Cuba, because what he said was it wasn't working. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? So <laughs> if it was... But if, he looked at it different, Pat. If this was the United States embracing the Shah of Iran uh, and saying we're going to normalize relations with the Shah and Iran because we're not going to worry about anything he's ever done in the past, and it, it, this hasn't been working... These same people would be excoriating any Republican president who did that. And they do. They excoriate every Republican president who's, who was okay with the Shah of Iran. Well, Fidel Castro's worse than the Shah was. And they're fine with normalizing relations with Cuba. They don't, they're fine with communism. They're fine with, well, they'd like it here. So uh, uh, these people are just the biggest idiots uh, on the face of the planet. And, and is it our responsibility um, to make people in Cuba, uh, making, make their life better, right? Um, it's a question. I think there's a, uh, there's a moral element for each individual, right? Like where you mm -hmm. would look at that and say, well, of course I want people's lives in Cuba to be better. However, as a national policy, it's not necessarily uh, our prime directive. Uh, the point I'm making there is that he, he's, you know, well, what we're doing isn't working. Well, isn't working for who? Mm. The, the United States? I, I don't think I had any problem for the United States. No. We didn't have any... Uh, Hasn't there, been a problem for us. There weren't a ton of uh, nuclear scares after the Cuban Missile Crisis that I remember. What do we miss out on? Um, cigars? Oh, no. Right. Uh, exactly. Like, I don't think they're... It, it's really about Cuba. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, I think we're at a point, and, and you know, there's two, there's two sides to this, obviously. Marco Rubio was very pissed off about it. Uh, that they took off these restrictions. There are some, uh, you know, libertarians who say, hey, it's okay. Obviously, the left thinks it's okay to open up relations. Uh, you know, the point is, I don't think it was a big effect on America either way no. uh, at, at this point. And that's interesting um, that that's the high point of the Obama administration for Tom Hanks. Right. Wow, you can't come up with anything but the Cuba deal? Right. The, the scare is, wow. though, does this empower um, a communist dictator for 30 years down the road? When they've been able, they haven't been able to do anything in their country and and become more powerful because, partially, I mean a sliver of it was because of the uh, sanctions. I think the real majority of it though was just that they're communists and communism doesn't work. Um, so I, I doubt they'll be able to repair it, but they'll get enough uh, travel dollars that they will be able to pour. We're going to be pouring money into that country for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, would you go there, Pat? 
Cuba? Yeah. I got a, a weekend plan next week. Uh, you went to Haiti two weeks ago, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that it would be that great. <laughs> It was a diff- different kind of deal, but but I think it would be a similar I, no, kind I'm, of deal. I'm actually. probably not going to. Cuba I mean, I think if you were, to I have go. no desire, absolutely yeah. zero desire to go to Cuba. I kind of would like to see it. Would you? Um, just I, I, I have no interest. Really? None. I, I mean, it's 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 basically you're taking a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, I, that is that true. part of it. I think would be interesting yeah. to see, no but I, I would not want to reward that regime with my travel, right? Uh, <laughs> my right. travel dollars. I mean, the, but you could see for a humanitarian, you know, like sure. you did with Haiti, you went in for a charity reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see potentially that, um, and I, you know, I, I honestly think it would be interesting to see, uh, but I, I I'm not going to pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, no. me neither. Jeffy. You're allowed there still. Like that's one of the few countries you're allowed oh, to I can travel go to. Cuba, no problem. Man. They've encouraged you. Roll me. Uh, I believe it. <laughs> I, if I found out that Jeffy had uh, an existing business relationship with Raul Castro, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't even bat an eye at no. that. Yeah. More patents too coming up. <laughs> no, there's nothing to talk about anymore. Though. No, huh? You don't want us to. Why are you shaking your head? Yeah, we don't say this enough, but uh, Jeffy's a bad person. I'm sorry, oh, that, what? That's, that's an important point right there. Yeah, I mean, say, I say, say it we again. Jeffy's a bad person. And, you know, we don't <laughs> say it enough. We, we talk about sort of things on, on the periphery, you know, where we're talking mm-hmm. about, oh, okay, well, he might have this problem or this problem. He did mm-hmm. this thing wrong. He did this thing wrong. But it's important for you, I think, as a viewer to realize that as a whole, <laughs> bad guy. Yeah, just a... Just not a good really guy. Terrible, terrible human being. In fact, barely a human being. I think you'd have to say, right? People have barely. used the term "subhuman" to describe <laughs> him, um, and it's appropriate. But, yeah, but I. Don't, uh, but again. we we try to avoid it because mm-hmm. we're nice people. We're just too nice. Oh, and so, people so, hate it. People hate it. They hate how nice we are yeah. to him, and they're trying to get us to. To toughen up a little bit. Yeah. And we're know. working on it. We're working on it. And we're just, you know what? We're, we're, just, we're, we're pushovers. We're just good-hearted uh, people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have this, uh, some pictures here for you of, um, you know, you, you might be like Jeffy. And yeah, well, not a bad person, but I'm just saying you might like be like Jeffy. And what you go through to Jeffy's house and he's got some outdated technology in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, v- VHS? How many v- VHSs do you have hooked up still? Do you have a VHS player in your house? Seriously. Do you? You do. I do not. No. I do not. Yeah, I still I do, do although we're, I'm trying to get rid of them. What does that mean? Because I have a bunch in the house. Do you actually, never, do you have any hooked look up? At it, but remember we, uh, no, but one that's upstairs in the, in the console thing that could be hooked up quick. No. If you watch it. Okay. So, I mean, if the kids want to watch some of the kid ones that we have. But remember, we did a story not long ago where a couple of those kid ones were worth a lot of money. Yeah. And we had them still. Yeah. I put those bad boys in the safe. We did talk about that. Uh, and, uh, and I remember my wife the a Disney couple of years ago a bunch of money. Oh, okay. boxed up every VCR movie we had and threw them all away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
I don't have a player anyway. I'm throwing these away. Well, apparently, uh, the uh, the control room is sick of our talking about uh, our VHS tapes, and they're going to go skip right ahead to the picture <laughs> of the toaster, which we have not been able to introduce yet. Uh, there it is. <laughs> so good. There it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. So this is uh, another use for yes. your useless. Uh, yeah. VCR, you can you can make toast. With no, it. yeah, this is actually really cool. This is so they're taking these old technologies and people have repurposed them. This one uh, is an actual toaster. What would that cost um, you to make your right. VCR into a toaster? It's not actually a good idea. It's more kitschy, no. I think. Yeah. Um, um, I will say we talked also about uh, the old VHS tape, tape thing, getting them, getting those things digitized. I know. I gotta get that done. I've been saying it for two years on the air. Yeah. I mean, I, I have family. I have family VHS tapes. Those are the being the made. Yes. I don't care. I mean, oh my god. You know, some Disney you remember, movie. You, you just buy it again. Right. Worst I mean, case. I remember my. I remember my dad with the, the giant camera following everybody around. Right. With yeah, the can, yeah. Gotta get those things digitized. I know. Not to mention the pictures. Uh, the you know the printed out pictures. Those are all starting to fade. Uh, you know, uh, cassettes and stuff mm -hmm. that you might have. And not just, cause, you know, I don't know if people, I mean, because we were in radio, uh, we have a lot of that stuff that was part of our careers. Oh, um, I have right. boxes and boxes of individual show cassettes. God only knows what's on those things. Uh, most of I should probably just burn it down to protect my career. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there's, uh, you know, there's tons of stuff, and I want to get it all digitized. I've done the research now. I'm to the point now where I have all the links of the, the places that will do it <laughs> that for will do me. It. But it's like, it's never easy. I can't just send them a box and they just send it back. It's like, you know, fill this form out and then send this form this way. And, and, and it's like, it's, it's a real, it's, it's, it's arduous. Someday what's going to happen mm -hmm. is there's going to be a person moving the neighborhood. I'm going to walk by and he's going to be doing that in his garage. And I'll be able to just bring the boxes over to him in the garage and go, digitize these for me. And I'll be back next week to pick them up. And he'll say for five thousand dollars, I'll do that. Right. Yeah. It's an expensive process. I it know. Is. It is. You, you know. You know where you can get deals on it though it are places like Groupon. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Because you know, Groupon has that like you know those types of places, and there's several sites obviously that compete, and they were hot a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I feel like a lot of them are just like. You know, it's like either like lasers, uh, hair removal, or right. like weird things like digitizing, you know, old cassettes. Mm -hmm. It's like something you wouldn't necessarily normally do. And you go to these sites, and like the price that they want as their normal price for, you know, digitizing a bunch of photos is way too expensive. Right. But if you wait for the Groupon, it's like 80% off. And then you just have to go through that process. Um, so I did do one batch of photos. Um, it was nice. a couple thousand photos. I did one batch of them um, to kind of test it and see how it went. But, I, you know, I got like 80% off with a Groupon and I was able to get to knock a bunch of it out. And it's cool because you can now go back and see all of them again. And, 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 and like it really is nice to have all those next to your digital photos that you have now, um, you know, for whatever use you might want, whether it's just reminiscing or, you know, a montage to show a family member or, you know, I've unfortunately had uh, family members pass away. When they do that, you're able to go back and find photos of them and, and, and kind of, uh, uh, you know, like for, you know, the funeral and things like that. What kind of equipment you need to do that? What's that? I wonder how much the equipment is to do that. You are always looking for some scam way to get make money. It's no, always I'm just asking. I was just wondering a question, just pondering a question out loud. I wonder how much the equipment is. Perhaps, you know, Mercury Studios needs something like that equipment so that we could just do it here. So what you're saying is you want work to pay for your own personal stuff? Absolutely not. I would like to have work here because there's plenty of stuff here that needs to be repurposed. And... How about uh, a computer monitor <laughs> kitty condo? You need a place for your cat to live? Oh, now you got one. Isn't that cute? You said great big uh, archive 
archived uh, computer monitor for, I don't think for I that. I have one of those anymore. It's kind of a good idea. Yeah, that wouldn't be that hard. Do you no, have one of those now? I no. don't think I have one I of those don't. now. I don't. Not anymore. No, I don't. Uh, but I, I mean, threw out the last old TV like that about a year and a half ago. And it was in the garage. Really? Yeah. And it was still, it was like a little 19-inch, one of the kid TVs in the garage. It still worked. But we never going to use it. Right. Still, I mean, there was nothing to use it for. Yeah, we had a, yeah. Uh, I mean, you just don't have it. I mean, everything's flat now. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing because you told the story of Glenn, who, you know, spent $10,000 uh, when he first got some money. <laughs> and it wasn't uh, that long ago. It wasn't no, it that was long not. ago. I mean, it, was, it had to be CNN, CNN years. It was maybe? CNN yeah. years. Yeah, so 2006, yeah. 2007. It was. I mean, it was one of the first ones on the market, so it was ridiculously expensive. Uh, and now, I mean, you can get a TV, and we've made this point several times. I hate to bore you with it, but we, you, can ha- you can get a TV that is the same size as the one Glenn bought for $10,000. Um, that is much, much better quality with a million features that didn't even exist. Um, it, it's going to be LCD instead of plasma at Walmart for $180. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, walk, out, walk out the store with it for under 200 yeah. Get out of here. I, you, that's why I, get, I wind up getting all my TVs, either Target or Walmart. because they're, Costco. Or Costco. Yeah, I did get one at Costco as well. But, mm-hmm. but they're, so, they're just so freaking cheap. Yeah. I mean, you go to like the high-end electronic stores, and they can be, you know, still pretty pricey. Uh, and you're not going to get the top-of-the-line technology no. at those places. But I don't need the newest mm. one. I just want one that's really good. Um, and of course, size uh, matters. <laughs> yes, it does. It does, especially when you're talking TVs. There's no size too big. Now, my wife thinks there is, but yes. I do not. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, if you're wondering what you can do with the floppy disks you have laying around, uh, here's a good idea: you turn them into a pencil holder. <laughs> See, that, that's another easy one. Yeah, that's really easy. Uh, kind of fun. How about uh, a motherboard? If you have an old motherboard, you can make it into jewelry. That one would be difficult because I wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> and also, don't care. <laughs> About jewelry. But that is kind of cool. That'd yeah, that looks cool like jewelry. You probably you? go to like a, a, a store in like New York yes. and pay three hundred dollars uh-huh. for those. No, no question. Um, if you have an Apple iBook, how about a wall clock? It made out of that. Oh, there you go. Do you ever have an Apple I, iBook? I do not. I don't think. I don't know if I had that generation. But it makes a nice clock. A CD case. Uh, turn that into a pencil holder too. <laughs> That's, That's a not a pencil holder. holder though. You turn it into a a, a bagel holder. Is what, what you can do with Does that. anyone need a bagel holder? Why do you need a bagel holder? Oh, my gosh. There's no time that I don't need something to hold bagels. Jeffy's Spare bagel holder is his stomach. That's what they, <laughs> <laughs> he puts them all down his gullet. I mean, I don't even like the plastic bag they come in. Yeah, because you, you, then you have to eat. Well, you eat the plastic. You just eat right through the plastic. I mean, sometimes it gets melted out of I mean, Who cares? But I try to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of interesting. Um, kind of. How about um, uh, a technology entrepreneur writing for the Washington Post? It's uh, talking about a new direction for technology, um, saying that you might do the whole hyperloop thing. It might be real. Um, this is uh, they're saying up to 200 miles an hour in your own partition lanes on highways. Um, do we have any pictures? Do they have any pictures of what he's uh, saying on this now. Um, the disruption of these vehicles would require the largest infrastructure project in the history of mankind. Everyone's got a way to spend a few trillion they dollars. They sure do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a, um, a podcast uh, recently. Um, it was about technology and um, design and, uh, you know, how they design cities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it started with an interesting point in that every city 
uh, every single city that has a weird design feature or someone stepped in and, and decided to design, whether it's you know, someone going to Vegas, we're going to build this here, it all starts with utopia. They all believe they're designing their own utopia. And, you know, what actually happens afterwards, of course, is it's not perfect or something, unexp uh, you know, unexpected happens and it's hard to deal with. But really is, everyone's got this idea. And it's the same thing as dolts like me, um, the two-time now reigning fantasy football champion in my league, who thinks that they want to be a GM of a team. And this is how you do it. And it's like everyone's got this idea of how I can spend $300 trillion and make the world perfect. Well, that's not really a skill. I had to, mm -hmm. it's, sorry, it's not really a skill. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not really in demand. Everyone's got a way to spend trillions of dollars. And now we've no got, uh, an entire, we got an entire city dedicated to it called Washington, D.C. They're all really good at spending your money. Yeah. Uh, as we've seen over the years. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents too coming up in a minute. We got spoons. Oh my god, up next. Spoons food. Spoons spoons episode. I like food. Just for science. Well, ah, hello, and it's time for spoons. Uh, today's, uh, well, we got some candies here. Um, in fact, we got th a few from Jelly Belly. Jelly Belly uh, has decided to release a few weird uh, flavors of jelly beans. Their claim uh, to fame is that they were Ronald Reagan's favorite, right? Isn't that the Jelly Belly uh, deal? I think Ronald only in the Reagan's talk radio world. Favorite. Jelly beans were Jelly Belly. Okay. I mean, I do like, I, I mean, they have a lot of crazy flavors, and, you know, I'm not a huge Jelly Bean guy, but I can't. Don't I can they have vomit flavored? Yes. Is that, they that's do. the game. Yeah, the that's game. Just that's gross. my kids play uh, that silly game. Bean boozled or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting. Uh. We have Tabasco flavored. Should we just start going one by one here? Yeah. Tabasco flavored to start it up. And this is, uh, okay, oh, we're so we'll start go. with the Tabasco. <laughs> All right. No, it's okay. <laughs> Get it? All right. Tabasco flavored. And then this is champagne flavored. Yeah. Nasty. Okay, so Tabasco first. Oh, thank you. You're not going to try oh, it? Oh, that stuff is nasty. No, thanks. Oh, yeah, they're a little bit hot. Bad for you. I wouldn't mean it. It's bad for Tastes you. Tastes a little bit like I wouldn't say you're Tabasco. a healthy person. I, it does. It's interesting. It starts off sweet and sort of transitions. It's definitely the, got a spicy kick, I'll say that. Into the Tabasco uh, spiciness. And, yeah, uh -huh. it does taste like Tabasco. Mm-hmm. I could eat a few of these. These, yeah. in the realm of like a, um, like, that. like that hot cinnamon. Yeah, it gets that yeah. vibe. Um, but uh, with no cinnamon taste, no it's cinnamon more taste. of it. But it is Tabasco sweet. There's flavor. like a sugary taste in there. This is um, champagne bubbly. Okay. Now, have you ever tasted champagne, Pat, in your life? Nope. Oh really? So I won't really know if this tastes like champagne. Sorry. Mm. Eh. <laughs> oh, okay. The champagne. Oh, champagne. The champagne is not good. I don't like it. Oh, you don't? No. Really? Um. Again, the sweet vi vibe to start it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, champagne's real sweet. Oh, yeah. Does it taste like champagne? That aftertaste, when it kicks in, that is what it, that's what champagne tastes like. Um. Mm -mm. No, not for me. No. I'm not a I fan. I like Tabasco a bit better. Yes. And these are beer flavored, right? Yeah, and now beer. Draft um, beer. Which I will uh, partake in. Uh, Pat would not. Um, and now these are not, there's no beer in these, no ingredients that would just, it's just a flavoring. Right. Um, 
I also would say too, like it doesn't strike me as that it would be a good flavor of jelly beans. Um, you know, you again, think this, so. these are novelty flavors. But right? I wouldn't think Tabasco would be good either, and I actually kind of yeah. like that. I might go back for more of those. Okay, same thing. Starts a little sweet. Mm-hmm. Pushes through. I mean, I don't know if I'm getting the taste of beer as beer smells. Yeah. It doesn't taste like I think it would. The beer ones are actually not bad. I, they don't really taste that much like beer. There's a little burst of beer in there. Uh, finally, we have uh, Dr. Pepper gummy bottles, Ooh. which is an interesting idea that you would eat the bottle. Um, mm, yeah. This does not taste, hopefully, like glass. Uh, it tastes, hopefully, like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, go so ahead. we got about 30 I don't seconds. I like Dr. Pepper, oh, I so do. I don't I uh, like these. It's interesting. The beer ones... While they didn't taste that much like beer when I was eating them, now I feel like I've had a swig of beer. Like <laughs> the aftertaste is in my really? mouth of beer, you know, which is kind of weird. I would say the uh, for me. Can I you could, not have the gummies? Yeah, no. There, uh, there's some vegetarian issues with the gummies. Oh um, my gosh! There's like bone dust yeah, in there or something. Dust. Yeah, bone, bone dust. Bone dust. Bone dust. Uh, I would Stop go Tabasco it. one, beer two, champagne three uh, for the for the uh, uh, Tabasco jellies. one. Tabasco. Yeah, one. me too. Yeah, okay. Try these. These are good. Mm. They're hot. Yeah, they're hot.